how's uh, Nate Fakin treating you guys over there? He's great, man. He's, he's great. awesome. It's, it's he's nice an awesome having dude. a guy who who knows a lot about the TV. He's local been there industry, done that. and done that. He he's really nice. I like him a lot. Yeah, Nate's a great guy. All right, uh, hour number one, as always, presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. You know all about Tim Lasher, Mr. Reliable as a field goal kicker for the Sooners back in the 80s, national champion, super great guy, and a really good company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. You need that furnace tuned up. You need heating and air work done. It's Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. We have Bedlam basketball tonight. What is your level of excitement for Bedlam basketball? I go back to the days of, you know, Eddie versus Billy, uh, Kelvin Sampson versus Eddie Sutton. I go way beyond that. I go back to Dave Bliss versus Paul Hansen way back when. But this is a big game for both teams. The Sooners can get to 3-3 three and three in the league. Cowboys have been struggling since that win over West Virginia. They are 9-8 and 1-4, and 8 o'clock tonight. ESPNU, what do you think about this matchup tonight, Pierce? This is an opportunity certainly for Oklahoma and for the Cowboys, man. They desperately need a W. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a huge game tonight. And I'll actually be going. So I'm really excited. I've never been to Gallagher-Iba before. So looking forward to that, just kind of see a new road environment. This will be a really important game. If Cissé is back, this is going to be a very interesting defensive yeah. matchup for OU. OU is going to be undersized in a lot of games they play this year, so that help defense that they've had where they kind of double up top and then get back to their man once they pass off is going to be huge tonight if CCA is back. Yeah, no doubt. We'll see. Uh, there's some thought that he's going to be back. We'll see what happens tonight. He's a great rim protector, big presence inside, no doubt. Uh, but this is a big opportunity for Oklahoma to go there and beat a Cowboys team that is struggling. And look, the Sooners have two. They're two and three. But you get the feeling that, again, just about all of these Big 12 games for Oklahoma – you know, you've just got to make those plays down the stretch. And if this is a close game down the stretch, you know, West Virginia missed some free throws down the stretch over the weekend. The Sooners made theirs. That's the difference in the game. Sooners got stops late. West Virginia, again, uh, sent Oklahoma to the free throw line. And uh, I, I think this is a pretty good Oklahoma basketball team playing in a great league. And I think Porter Moser is a big-time coach. No doubt in my mind. Mike Boynton, is he under fire? I don't know if he's under fire, but they got to get things going. I know they haven't been to the tournament, and you think about the NCAA investigation. The Cowboys got screwed on that deal, but uh, certainly this would be a big win for Mike Boynton and the Cowboys if they can get it tonight to 8 o'clock on ESPNU. Porter Moser on the T-Row in the morning show with Toby and TJ this morning was asked about the keys to the game tonight for the Sooners. You know, consistently moving the ball. I mean, not, not you know getting good possessions because their defense is so good on the first drive you just can't drive and, and take your shot you got to scramble them we got to have we got to get them moving um, you know obviously the crowd you know handling the crowd communicating uh, offense and defensively it'll be bedlam it'll be crazy there and um, being able to handle the crowd and, and then for us as well is is really guarding their guards I mean they they guard that pick and roll the way they do that pick and roll they got rim rolling. Uh, guys that can dunk, you can't let that guy get behind you, and where you got to get help from the backside. And then, really, you know, their guards they can get going. Like at, at Kansas, they had Kansas ten at Kansas. You know, Bryce Thompson got loose. They they really got loose 
their guards at Kansas. we got to control their guard play. Should be a fun game tonight. Now, as for the future of Bedlam basketball, you know, football has been a huge topic, whether or not the Sooner Cowboy matchup is going to continue. Certainly after Oklahoma goes to the SEC, it doesn't look like it has much of a future. We'll see. Things can change. But what about the future of Bedlam basketball? It would be easier to schedule, certainly, than it would be in football. Here's what Porter Moser said today about uh, Bedlam basketball again and what might happen down the road. You know, my answer is just strictly my answer, you know, like with this, because I don't know the dynamics of, of all the football history. I don't know all that. Just my answer is I'd love basketball to continue it. I, I think it's great. And, uh, you know, I think it's right here. It's, it's, it's close to home. It's in the state. Uh, it's two great programs. So for just basketball, like I said, I don't want to say something for the dynamics of the other sports, but I know for us, heck yeah, let's keep it going. I'd love to see it going uh, forward, no doubt. Bedlam basketball is always fun. We're not in the heyday of Bedlam basketball right now, certainly, but I would love to see that continue to be played. There's no doubt about it. 8 o'clock tonight on ESPNU. Those are our Ortho Central clips of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics, what do they do? They treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries, and they do it better than anybody else. Thank you to Ortho Central. By the way, the Sooner basketball team will be back home on Saturday to host Baylor at uh, 3 o'clock. That will be an ESPN2 telecast on Saturday. And we have a pregame show all set for you for Oklahoma Baylor coming up this Saturday from 1 to 2.30 at 405 Burger Bar in the heart of Norman on Main Street. Pregame for OU Baylor basketball 1 to 2.30, tip time 3 o'clock at the LNC Saturday for the Sooners and the Bears. But get out to 405 Burger Bar in the heart of Norman on Main Street. Big Buns, Real Meat, 405 Burger Bar for our pregame show right here on The Ref on Saturday. All right. Uh, man, I got to tell you, Pierce, I, I'm looking at those crowds last night in Manhattan, Kansas State. Jerome Tang has done an unbelievable job of the Wildcats. Bramlage was packed. They stormed the court. They beat KU in the Sunflower State showdown in overtime. That place was completely packed, electric. I look at Hilton Coliseum, and Hilton Coliseum is always electric, and it's packed for the Texas game, and they're going crazy. And I look at those crowds and think, why can't Oklahoma – come anywhere close to that kind of environment i mean i don't have an answer for you college towns right and what what have we said for a long time ou fans will support a winner now ou football is a given that's a tradition that's an, a day-long activity with tailgate and then after the game all that stuff never going to be a problem at the university of oklahoma softball right now man they can't build enough seats you know they've got the new loves field coming in patty gasso is the best program in the country they are going to keep drawing crowds big time but basketball man it's just i realize that it's been a problem for a long time and we've looked for so many different answers but when you see those environments you're thinking why why can't it happen at ou and it's frustrating because it makes a difference I mean, you can't look at that Kansas-Kansas State game last night and tell me that home court advantage did not help the Wildcats to that win. I mean, you just can't convince me oh, that. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, it was key. And I mean, I, I, I've, been, I've been watching OU sports for not near as long as anyone else around here. I started probably once I hit middle school around 2014 or so, and I've never really seen the Lloyd Noble Center full like that. I think Buddy Heald was kind of the last time it, it was full, full. Even then, it wasn't consistently full. I mean, right. it's, just, it's a big yeah. stadium to fill, to be fair. But the student section isn't even full. 
And that's what really hurts, is that's such an important part of the atmosphere. If you can't fill up that with free tickets, I don't know what will. Yeah, it's great. By the way, when you say you started watching in 2014, I already had my AARP card by then. <laughs> Jeez, thanks for making me feel a lot older. But, yeah, it's just crazy. All right, uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Now, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you may have heard the story about the controversy with Pierce. Really, the controversy resides with T.J. Perry, who will have to appear before a Senate committee here shortly to answer questions how he knew Pierce was a really good bowler, when he knew Pierce was a really good bowler, and how he was able to secure the services in the draft of Pierce as his ace bowler that led them to the victory last Friday night. Was it an NIL deal? Was it a promise of an NIL deal? Was there, was there some collusion? We don't know. But we know Pierce sealed the deal for TJ's team. Here's what it sounded like when uh, Pierce bowled this final strike to seal the deal last Friday. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! it. That is why I did it! Another five! Are you kidding me? That's right! Who do you think you are? I am! Get it right! There you go. Yes, get it right. I think he was pointing at Toby Rowland when he said that. Wow, that took a lot of audacity right there. Yeah. Pointing right at T-Row. He walked up to me when I, when I first showed up. He walked straight to me and said, oh. so you're the ringer, huh? Uh, and yeah. he was trying to intimidate me. I didn't, let, I didn't let it get to him. He was trying to get under my skin. I'm not going to let that kind of thing happen. I'm, I'm a competitor. T-Row can be very intimidating. He can be very intimidating. So nice job by you. But you still – I don't think you're going to have to appear before the Senate committee, but no doubt that TJ is. By the way, I, I still don't know how I feel about that, the Pete Weber moment. It's like the nerdiest moment and the coolest moment all at the same time. It's it's such a – he's a weird guy because also did you hear he retired recently and the quote he had when he retired was, whether you loved me or you hated me, all you could do was watch. That's all you could do. So he's a cool guy. But then if you really look back into the backstory of that that clip we just played, he was talking to a 12-year-old. He's talking to a child in that clip. He's, there, was a, there was a 12-year-old that was heckling him the whole time, yeah. and he was responding to that. I mean, when you really dive into it, it's not near as cool as it could have been. Well, let's hear it one more time so we can decide, is this a super nerdy moment or a super cool moment? Super 70 Sports Store actually has a T-shirt with that saying on it, by the way. That's a steal. With Pete Weber. I need to get that. Yes, you need to look on the Super 70 Sports Store, and you can find that. And it's like Pete Weber's face, a caricature or something. But let's decide. Play it one more time. Pete Weber in this moment. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! Get it! I still love it every time I see it. Who do you think you are? I am. It's a great. It's an infamous it quote in the bowling. The the PBA. Is there is there other is there any other bowling quote besides there's, that? Unless no. there's like one from Kingpin or something. No, I don't think so. Who do you think you are? I am. I think I heard Chris Plank tell that to a text line person the other day. That's a good one, keeping your back pocket. I'm just kidding, but I think uh, Plank basically did that a couple times, and maybe I've done that a couple times. 
sometimes you lose your cool. All right. Uh, hopefully we won't today, though. 405-651-3439. Let's come back, talk about the portal. Cade McFarland's going to join us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline coming up at 1235. you got Pearson for Parker today. Parker's going to be on starting at 2 today right here on the home of Sooner fans. The ref, we are coming right back. We are back. It is a Wednesday edition of Steelman and Thune without Thune. Parker's going to be on uh, later when we uh, get locked in at 2 o'clock and uh, on the rush today. We also have the one, the only, Pierce Leffelholtz in with us. Now, Pierce is a superstar uh, journalism student and a bowling ringer who helped uh, TJ defeat everybody else. TJ's team last Friday at the ref bowling events. Uh, it wasn't his fault. Uh, the illegality came through TJ, and again, he is still under investigation. But he he's he's learning the ropes, and he's really good already. So he can handle the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and we'll react to it. By the way, we do have Caden McFarland coming up, and that will be happening at uh, twelve thirty-five on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. But let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line at four zero five. 651 3439. That's 405 651 3439. What do we think? We've got a guy named Chapstick, Texas. I've said it before and I'll say it again. OU basketball is not entertaining. It's tough to watch. Tubs only sold out in big games. I was a 13 year old popcorn seller at the Lloyd Noble in 1988. There are a few packed houses, but not as many as people remember. There was a lot more entertaining than B ball is today. Yeah, you know, I was around, uh, you know, I've been around for uh, basically since the dawn of man. So I was there when you were selling your popcorn. I was sitting there. I was doing a little more journalism then, pregame, postgame, all that stuff. Um, And you're right. Billy Ball was awesome. I love Billy Tubbs. He completely transformed Oklahoma basketball. There is no doubt. And it was fun. It was upbeat. And Billy was crash and he backed up the talk and his players walked the walk it was it was fun basketball but you're right people remember those days and they were great but there were still plenty of games where the Lloyd Noble Center was maybe three-fourths full or even half full if you played like Centenary or somebody sure when Vegas or Missouri or Kansas or you know they had a lot of uh, really good non-conference matchups Georgia Tech Vegas uh, Pitt you know teams like that came in Duke uh, and you would sell the place out, but it, it's not like every game was sold out. And, you know, there aren't many teams playing that style now. There just aren't as many. There aren't any Loyola Marymounts or OUs out there. And I know people talk about recruiting, and here's the deal in Oklahoma. OU's never going to recruit at the level of Kansas. You guys know that. Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, programs like that. They just aren't. And you know, what you need, Buddy Heal was kind of an exception, came from the Bahamas, you know, through the state of Kansas to Oklahoma, developed in the program. Otherwise, you almost need an in-state star, right? Wayman Tisdale, Blake Griffin, Trey Young, somebody like that, or going all the way back to Alvin Adams, days of the field house, you know. These were Oklahoma superstars that were, uh, again, some of the best high school players in the country. But it, it's uh, it's crazy to me. Look, I don't expect them to sell out, but sometimes when you see like 2,000 people there, 2,500 people there, when they announce 4,500 or whatever, you know, they've sold, you're just like, man, I, I just can't believe 
that it is this tough for Oklahoma to fill up the place. I don't know what they need to do. They need like an Ariana, Ariana Grande concert at halftime. Have or to do something like Return that, of the yeah. Backstreet Boys, or I, I don't know. Well, you talk about in-state, uh, in-state recruits here. We've got four-star Caden uh, Cooper from Ada mm-hmm. is committed right now in this next yeah. year's class. So uh, I've seen a little bit of his tape. He's pretty tough. So that could be that next in-state guy that you're talking about. Yeah, here's what worries me a little bit, because I think Porter Moser was a home run hire. And, you know, you look at the record, first year does make the tournament. They win, what, 16 games or whatever it was. But I think he's a tremendous basketball coach. And, you know, Oklahoma's roster is is pretty good, but it's not the same as KU or some of the other teams in this league, yet they probably should have won that game at Kansas, right? Oh, 100%. No doubt. And they just didn't close it out. The problem that I think you can run into with Porter Moser is, you know, you keep trotting your team out there and you've got 3,000 fans or whatever. That's going to get really old. This is a big-time coach that uh, could easily be, you know, at a bigger program, I think. But, you know, and I know we've talked about the arena. Is it going to happen over on the northwest side of town? Would it be at McCaslin, whatever? Um, but that's going to be super frustrating. Now you hear word that Porter was talking, you know, part of the pitch to Porter Moser was that we're going to be working, you know, we'll try and begin construction on the new place in like three years or whatever. You hear that, but I wonder how long you can keep Porter Moser around when you have these sparse crowds and Kendall uh, chimed in in the text line, you know, winning, uh, there's no excuse for not showing up. I mean, it, it sounds great. Kendall sounds great. I agree. But this has been a problem going way back. I mean, way back. It's one of those things that he talks about, too, pretty much every time he's making a statement on environment. He talks about the student section and the crowd and getting that energy. And if you look back to last year, the first real big win OU had was over Florida at home. That was a preseason game or you know pre-conference play, that kind of thing. And that was... That was a pretty pretty good crowd there. I'd say that was that was a pretty solid crowd, and he mentioned as much as he could about how the fans affected that game. He really tried to to play it up as much as they could, and then they started losing, and then people started showing up, and now it's back to normal. So he needs if they could go on a quick uh, little winning streak, I think students will start showing up. It does help now that classes have started. Um, Saturday will probably be the f- most full it's been all year long because. Uh, the last home game, you know, classes hadn't started yet. Not everyone's back in town yet. So maybe the Baylor game will be a different story. I sure hope so. Yeah, you would hope so. And, again, I, I think that um, in this situation, uh, Porter Moser has been trying to talk it up. You're right. He's trying to sell that environment, and they're trying to do all they can. And they did the four for 40. You know, you paid 40 bucks for four tickets, two tickets to the men's game. Uh, last week and two tickets to the women's game, which is good. But, you know, you shouldn't have to resort to really slashing ticket prices or whatever, but it's just the reality of the situation. Here's what – when Kelvin Sampson was here, I was working at another radio station, and uh, Kelvin actually contacted me. Not that I was – I was kind of surprised, actually. uh, But I always got along with Kelvin really well. And he's like, Steely, can you come down and meet with me? I want to see how – because we had kind of a moving – 
morning show at the time and, and a lot of the, you know, I've always incorporated a lot of music and stuff into when I was doing morning radio. And he wanted to talk about how to energize the building more. And he was like showing me his plan how to do it and what he was going to do. And he wanted, you know, how, how can we do the music? And I know it sounds, I'm such an old nerd now that he was turning to me for some help. And I think he consulted with some other people, but he was fighting the same battle. He was fighting the same battle back then. You know, the more I go to other away crowds, for example, I went last year to Allen Fieldhouse for the Kansas game, which ended up being a great game. It's just, if you haven't gone to Allen Fieldhouse for any game ever, you have to in your lifetime at some point. That is the best sports atmosphere I've ever been to, and it was against an unranked Oklahoma at 3 p.m. on a cold afternoon. I mean, there's no telling. I I would kill to go to a Kansas-Duke game there. I mean, it's just, it's next-level stuff, and I can't express, like, how different it really is from OU compared to all the other Big 12 schools. You can feel the history the moment you step in that building. I mean, it just oozes history, and you feel it, you know, in your bones, in your soul, like, man, this this is one of those places. It's a basketball cathedral, no doubt. All right, uh, portal stuff right before we break. Bray Walker, former five-star recruit, offensive lineman in the portal. Marcus uh, Alexander was in the portal yesterday, so the Sooners losing a couple O linemen to the portal. Not big losses. Bray Walker, highly recruited, but highly disappointing during his days at Oklahoma just never panned out uh, still curious as to what's going to happen with Spencer Sanders hasn't it found a home yet uh, midnight tonight the portal closes tonight and again you could see portal announcements coming out you know uh, Thursday and Friday or on into the weekend uh, some new announcements but we'll talk more about that a little bit later in the show I did see that Walker Howard the uh, five-star quarterback who was at LSU uh, is now joining forces with uh, Lane Kiffin at Old Miss. So we'll uh, update more of the portal, talk a little more Sooner football here in a little bit. All right, let's stay on schedule right here. want to thank Lasher, Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113 uh, for Lasher Home Comfort Systems. More of your texts on the way coming up right here on the program. When we get back, we will visit with Caden McFarland about Bedlam tonight, about a little Oklahoma football, what's going on at Tulsa. That's coming up on the Riverwind Casino Hotline when we get back right here on The Ref. Riverwind Casino, big time, sponsoring our hotline, 405-329-9000. Riverwind featuring nearly 3,000 Electronic games, over 2,800. All your favorite table games are out there as well. They have a big-time world-class poker room. They also feature the best bars and dining. The Coop Ale House Bar is Major League. The River Buffet with Steak Night on Friday, Seafood Night on Saturdays, and then a tremendous brunch, ladies and gentlemen. Tremendous brunch on Sunday. Brunch is a was a great invention. Whoever invented brunch. They also have a big-time food court. Don't forget, if you don't have a Riverwind wild card and you've been out there, you need to get that wild card. They have a great promotion, new member seven. New patrons who sign up for a wild card can earn up to $450 in one day. They're still going through the renovations. We're into the fourth quarter, and the renovations won't be too long. They have gaming uh, machines. If you can't find your favorite gaming machine, could be in the Showplace Theater, could be on the Sky Bridge could be in the River Lounge. All the games are still there. They've just moved some around temporarily. Won't be too long before we'll have some great shows back at the Showplace Theater. Earth, Wind, and Fire is coming. That would be a great way to reopen the Showplace Theater for concerts. It's a great venue, and Riverwind is a great place. Consistently voted the number one casino in the Oklahoma City metro area. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. 
One of the best is on the Riverwind Hotline right now, the one, the only, Caden McFarland. Caden, as always, appreciate your time. KJRH-TV Sports Director. This Spencer Sanders deal, to me, Caden, is one of the strangest things ever. We're still waiting to see where he's going to land. I mean, what do you think Uh is going on with this deal? I mean, it's just crazy, and the portal closes tonight. Now, he could wait yeah. and go in the, the sure. second portal period, but what a, what a bizarre deal this has been. It has. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I guess is Auburn the only major Power 5 landing spot that's, that's been rumored that still seems potentially likely? I, it, I don't have any inside knowledge. Yeah, with, with, with Walker Howard. I, I, yeah, with Walker Howard. It, you heard a little bit about maybe Ole Miss, but now they got Walker Howard, the former five-star right. from LSU, so – it's just crazy. And and the whole thing, Caden, about the story about Gundy, if this is, again, and a lot of people say it is true, that then he came back and said, well, you know, I want to come back. And Mike Gundy said, well, you left us in a lurch for the bowl game. You know what? No, we, we don't need you. And that upset all these receivers who you've seen transfer. I mean, it's just been a, a really bizarre deal. Yeah, no question. And, look, so there was a radio interview last week by, you know, the most inside of OSU insiders. And, you know, I don't know if you can believe just absolutely everything in it. But, I mean, part of what was said is is what you just mentioned, that nine practices into the bowl prep, Spencer came back and said, hey, I, you know, I think I'd like to stick around at least for the bowl game. And Mike said, you know, no, thank you. And it seems like surely that soured the relationship there. It also, you know, coming out of that interview was um, the news, I guess, that – Spencer, I guess, made $400,000 in NIL money last year at Oklahoma State. And, look, I have no idea. I have, And what does that mean exactly? How does that get divvied up? I mean, is borrowing a car for three months, is that part of that? I, I have yeah. no idea right. how that all works and how much money actually makes it. But if if he was, I mean, that, that goes a long way in Stillwater, America, right? I mean, it, it, it to me, the end of the season for Oklahoma State football was no fun at all. And you can certainly understand Spencer Sanders, five years on campus, four years as the starter. Hey, I think I'm ready for something else. But if you're getting paid like that, it makes me wonder, yeah, you know, getting your head kicked in because the offensive line isn't so great, maybe it, it, you can swallow that a little bit easier. Um, you know, and considering what he's done for that school, what the legacy would have been, the way he was being talked about by OSU fans just a few weeks ago versus now, I, I can certainly understand why he might have second thoughts. You wonder why they wouldn't be able to sort that out with everything he's accomplished and everything he's done. I, I guess I get where Mike Gundy's coming from. I think there's got to be a landing spot for Spencer Sanders, but, man, it's hard to figure out exactly what it might be at, at this moment. But I see him. I see him as a guy who can help a lot of teams out there. It doesn't have to be in the SEC. There are still, obviously, you know, the portal's closing, but that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be moves made in some way, shape, or form, certainly after the spring. No doubt. He's a guy who's played enough football that he could show up in the summer for somebody. I just can't believe that Spencer Sanders won't be playing, won't be QB1 for a big-time program when the season starts in, you know, September of 2023. I just... It, to me, he's he's too good, too experienced, brings way too much to the table not to find a landing spot somewhere, but I don't know what it is at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, the kid gave his heart and soul to the program, played hurt, all of that. And, yes, he's been mistake-prone at times in his career. He's been a turnover machine, but he's also a fantastic athlete. But look at what a guy like Bo – that was Bo Nix's reputation, right? And then he went out to to Oregon and had a great year. Uh, We'll see if Spencer Sanders can find that landing spot and have a a really good year wherever he lands. What do you think of this uh, Bedlam Hoops matchup tonight? What's got your attention? You know, I I think – Oklahoma State needs the game more, and they've got the game in their house, and so I feel like I'm leaning towards picking the team that I don't think is quite as good. And they, I, I hate doing that, generally speaking. I usually, home, away, whatever it is, I want to go with the team that I think is better and is playing better, and I, I, I think that's OU. Um, there have been the close losses, obviously, but they have been able to give as good as they get in, in this league that is the best in America without question. I've been mostly impressed uh, with what they've done so far, and the last week was not good for Oklahoma State. That said, it's Bedlam, right? And you just have a feeling that somebody, especially on that floor, uh, Gallagher-Iba, somebody's going to have a big night for OSU that you're not thinking of, not expecting. Um, You know, you've got two teams that are – this is going to be, I think, a quad two win for, for somebody tonight, and that's the way it is every night in the Big 12. But they're two teams that, to me, appear to be destined for the NCAA tournament bubble. Uh, maybe there's a path for OU to put itself solidly in there with what I've seen from them for the first five games. But I can't imagine Oklahoma State not being a team that is, let's say, bubble at best. And they're going to have to win some games just to get there. Uh, to me, this game means more for those guys. They need it more. It's on their home floor. I, I think Oklahoma State, just somebody comes up with a performance. I don't think they're the better team. But I think they're probably the better team tonight. It's interesting. I mean, if you look at some of the numbers, I mean, Oklahoma State offensively just not very good at all. OU's pretty good, both offense and defense. I think Ken Palm's, you know, got them uh, a top 50 team both sides. It's, it's a pretty good team. We, we've seen what Sherfield can do. Mike Boynton had some interesting comments about him this week and just sort of how ruthless he can be as a scorer. He's a guy who's going to forget the last three or four shots he might have missed and take that next big one. I think he's the best player on the floor. I think OU is the better team, but just based on how much OSU needs it and where this game's being played, I think OSU wins a really close one. I, I think it'll be a fun ball game. Not like the old days, you know, not like Kelvin and Eddie, uh, but I, I think we'll have a fun little night. And yeah. by the way, uh, I love what I heard from Porter Mosier this morning, uh, you know, saying that he is certainly open to, to this rivalry continuing. I get that it ain't happening in football. But in my mind, after just a year or two taking this thing off, surely cooler heads can prevail, and these two athletic departments can get together and play in most other sports. I just don't see why not. Let's hope so. I'm all for it. Definitely, no doubt. All right, our guest, Cade McFarland, KJRH, pardon me, TV Sports Director on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Before we let you go, man, it looks like you guys are going to have some fun. And, look, I like Philip Montgomery and, and, uh, and that Tulsa football team. They had some success there. Uh, you know, that bounce-back season certainly – uh, was was pretty unbelievable with Zayvon Collins and what they did. But it looks like you're going to have fun covering Kevin Wilson and that new staff there. And that could be a, a pretty interesting matchup between the Sooners and Tulsa there at Chapman Stadium in the non-con next year. Uh, it, it just seems like uh, there's there's some more buzz around the uh, TU football program again. Yeah, yeah. And for this, for this level, this position, he checks every box and then some. Uh, 
I was always impressed with him. Uh, loved listening to him in press conference settings when he was at OU. Uh, just really thought the world of, of him as a coach and an offensive coordinator presided over one of the best offenses in school history, and that is saying something in Norman back in 2008. Uh, and I thought at Indiana, I, obviously it went sideways, and you know he, it wasn't a firing, but you know, they agreed to part ways, and there was mistreatment of players involved there. And so his, his opportunity as a head coach didn't go exactly the way he wanted from that standpoint, but if you look at what he did, where Indiana was when he started and what it was when he left, which was they were scoring points on everybody. They were giving ranked teams a hard time. They made bowl games his last two years. I don't consider that a failure at all. I, I, I just think Kevin Wilson's a ball coach and fool. I mean, I, I think that he checks absolutely every box here. He had a great plan uh, of attack for, for coming in uh, to this school. He gets um, some of the challenges, but he's, He's just a really high-caliber guy. Look, I, I, nobody's a bigger fan of Philip Montgomery than I am. But he would, that was an underdog story from the very start, right? I mean, what they did at Baylor was incredible, but they were just – that was always different. I, this is a guy who's coached at Oklahoma and Ohio State. He has seen it done the way it needs to be done at the very highest level, but he's also a guy who had a great three-year run under Randy Walker – at Northwestern. And so that job is a whole lot like TU. He understands. And then as a head coach at Indiana, I just, I, I love everything about it. I did from, from really the moment I heard his name floated there and, and he got hired. I just don't, I don't see how TU could have done any better. And in my mind, uh, look, Mike Gundy's done what he's done, but I think at, at this point in his career, Kevin Wilson can coach with just about anybody in this state. And I, I that may sound silly or foolish to some people, but, it, it, obviously, I, there is no way I expect TU to to go beat OU, uh, you know, this year or any other year. But I bet you he has them ready to go almost every single Saturday, and we just see a level of discipline and consistency and just good ball from TU that that was really elusive um, in the Philip Montgomery area. It was more up and down. There were weeks where it happened. They recruited really well. But, man, I, I think Kevin Wilson is a really high-caliber coach, no question. I do, too. I, I think uh, I, I think it's a great hire for Tulsa. I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's a big-time hire for Tulsa. All right, about 30 seconds left. Are you all caught up on Tulsa King? I watched one episode, and that's about all I could take, man. What? <laughs> what? Uh, even when it's set in your time. Are you a big Sly Stallone guy? Uh, in this role, yes. Now, if okay. it wasn't Tulsa, maybe I wouldn't be ha- as much into it as I am, but we like it so far. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, then maybe I'll give it, maybe I'll give it another chance and watch that second episode. Um, I, at this stage, I'm not as big a Sly Stallone guy as I was when I was a kid and I was watching Rocky movies. Hey, I'll take your answer off the air because you mentioned it early. Uh, what's your go-to brunch? Mine is – I'm pretty standard French toast, but uh, I, I want you to talk a little bit of brunch on your show if you would, Steve. Because you're right. I, I, what I a like, great invention. I like talking food, yes. Whoever invented brunch was a genius. And it shouldn't have been that genius no of doubt. a move, but it, it, it is a great meal, no doubt. And breakfast still the best meal of the day. Caden, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 405. Any, anytime. Uh, 329-9000 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Our thanks to Caden McFarland. we got to take a break right here, come back. We'll, uh, we'll hear from Bob Stoops talking about, well, uh, something that Peyton Manning was talking about the other night, and Bob will chime in on that subject. Stay with us right here on The Ref. Well, I'm sure as many of you know by now, uh, like Forrest Gump, I am not a smart man. I'm not even close. 
I'm the guy who thought, hey, the halftime adjustments are big in football. They are huge. Well, if you saw the Manning cast for the Monday night football game and the Cowboys went to Tampa and uh, knocked out Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Peyton Manning didn't sound like uh, halftime adjustments were very important. Here's what he had to say. Coming out of halftime, all those halftime adjustments, it really paid off right there. That I don't know about you, I, I don't think I ever made a halftime adjustment in my entire 18-year career. I think it's the biggest myth in football, the halftime adjustments, right? You go in, yeah, but you, eat, you use the restroom, you eat a couple of oranges, and then the head coach says, all right, let's go. There you go. There you have time adjustments right there. So they had Bob Stoops on his normal spot yesterday on the rush at 3.15 on Tuesday, and uh, Tyler McComas asked Bob if he agreed with Peyton Manning that halftime adjustments are not that big of a deal. I would totally agree uh, with, with Peyton. Sometimes – People act, you know, you had a, you played so great in your second half, and people want to act like it was the adjustments. No, you just played better. <laughs> so, you know, you you learn some things, and you can make an adjustment or two, sure. But but to think that all of a sudden you're uh, twenty points, twenty some point different adjustment, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I think sometimes you just played better, and the other team that was ahead didn't play as well, and it and then you got a big turnaround. Yeah, the adjustment is usually someone uh, starts doing what they were supposed to be doing in the first half. That's usually usually what the adjustment is. That's the adjustment that uh, Johnny over there figures out a certain play that, look, we worked on this all week. You're supposed to be here. And then he's like, oh, yeah. So (laughs) it's anyway. um, Yeah, I, I would agree totally with Peyton. There you go. I mean, there's got to be some halftime adjusting here and there, right? Um, but yeah, it doesn't sound like some. it's it doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal. See, that's kind of it's interesting. I'm glad he said that. That's just I always kind of assumed. You know, you see, I mean, at one point Alabama was keeping it close with the Citadel a couple of years back, and then at the half, I assume they made the adjustments and then they blew them out of the water. But it's interesting to hear from Stoops that that's not the case, huh? Yeah, and sometimes there are simple answers to what we think are complex questions, you know, and it sounds like uh, that's kind of what's going on there. Now, I, look, I'm not saying there haven't been any halftime adjustments that haven't turned a football game around in the history of, you know, the pigskin, but it just doesn't sound like they are what we thought they were, not like the Bears. The Bears, who we thought they were, we let them off the hook. You want to crown them? Go ahead and crown our ass. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks to Caden McFarland for coming on. Uh, I did see, guess who is number one in the preseason uh, Big 12 softball rankings. I mean, they were already number one in the preseason national rankings, so it makes sense they're number one in the preseason Big 12 rankings. Patty Gasso's powerhouse, the Oklahoma Sooners, are number one. And I know you lose Jocelyn Allo, one of the greatest players in the history of women's softball. Great, 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 tremendous player. And they might be better this year. I mean, you get Starocco from the portal, which is huge. Michigan pitcher, yes. You also get Haley Lee, Sidney Sanders, and uh, Alania Torres. Yes. Uh, Sanders and Torres from Arizona State. Haley Lee from Texas A&M. Remember, she hit a big like, blast. She was, the one who only, she was the only run scored in that yeah, one game, right? That's right. She had a home run last year in the regional. She's going to be a good player. And, uh, oh, you only have coming back. On your pitching staff, you have Jordy Ball. Nicole May, Alex Storaco, and Kirsten Deal. 
This is a stupid lineup. And then you have coming back position wise: Grace Lyons, Kenzie Hansen, Tiare Jennings, Jada Coleman, Riley Boone, Elisa Brito, and then you add the the transfers that we talked about with Torres and Sanders and Haley Lee. You also have Grace Green still around and others. So, I mean, Patty Gasso. She she is the well maybe I shouldn't say Nick Saban now she's the but she has been the Nick Saban of women's college softball she has the program that is uh, clearly the best I mean I I don't know if you're looking at it like a ladder they're at the very top of the ladder and there's some other programs a couple rungs down but nobody at the same level as Oklahoma I mean I can't help but feel sorry for some of these other teams I mean it's just you look at the roster each year and you think, okay, maybe this is going to be their down year. Oh, okay, maybe next year is their down year. Oh, they won a national champion. They probably have a lot of people leaving. And then that's mm-hmm. just never the case. Now they reload. People want to play uh, at a winning program. I mean, look at, I, I think Alex Soracco is a perfect example. Had a really good career at Michigan uh, and had a chance to have one more year. Why not go play with Patty Gasso, the best? And on the best program in the country. So, yeah, the uh, the women's softball team is just – they're just uh, dominant. And uh, it's almost like – well, it is. It's national championship or bust. And it seems like that would be a ton of pressure, but that's what you think when you think about your women's softball now. It is a powerhouse, clearly. All right, thank you to Last Year Home Comfort Systems. We'll get into the portal and a lot of Sooner football. First segment when we get back, keep it right here on The Ref. <laughs> 